Um, <clears throat> do you use, when you make mayonnaise, do you use like a bitter emulsion or do you go the Aerosmith route and make a sweet <laughs> emulsion? Mm-hmm. 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 Which, which is it, Riff? I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 262 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games. How's it going, gentlemen? Yeah. It's going well. Yes, we've been talking for like 15 minutes. I thought we were already podcasting. But probably some we're of that is... Friends. We're some just of friends. That is we're just friends hanging out. Post-roll. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, guys. Yes. I'm very tired. Really? I've been working very hard. You have? And not really playing any video games other than West of Loathing, which is a pretty good video game. Mm. Still, getting better by the minute as I add that good, 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 good content. <laughs> I haven't played I much of it is... yet. I'm kind of waiting until it's out. <laughs> until it's done. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to <laughs> spoil the experience for myself. <laughs> I think that like this is a game that you just can't rush in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because you need to have the creative juices to make it continuously funny all the way through but the work that i'm doing now is work that i should have been doing over the last six months like it's just things that we know what they're gonna be just fucking make them right and i just finally gave myself some 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 deadlines deadlines. yeah and i'm managing to take them fairly seriously self-imposed crunch jim it's great and you love it and it's wonderful. I think I made you mad on Twitter the other day and I'm sorry. I was real, real drunk and not expressing <laughs> my point very clearly. I, I, I was not mad. My, you started a tweet with Zach, comma, which is like the, your friend's <laughs> version of your mom saying, James Aloysius Crawford. I was just, well, I wanted to address you specifically because there were a lot of people in the at replies. I am. Um, I'm not trying to defend big studio bullshit hell crunch. Well, I My only point I, is that it, the reason that crunch gets romanticized is because it is very easy to romanticize oh, yeah. because it is very romantic and awesome. So, so <laughs> I, I think it's worth addressing uh, the point that, like, I think a lot of people believe that self-imposed crunch is good. And I think self-imposed crunch, because people think it's good, that actually just makes it even more harmful Well, because so, they will do it to themselves. The way that what I felt like you backed off to was that sustained crunch is what's really negative, and self-imposed right. crunch is rarely sustained over periods. Sure. Of- so, like, are we talking like two weeks? I'm talking a week. Usually. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And and I totally get like gam jams are all like are yeah. totally like that. That's gam that's jams. Excellent, gam, that's yeah. excellent gam point, James. <laughs> the most delicious James. That's your drag <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got to do something about the beard, though. <laughs> I could just it. like get some face putty and cover the oh, beard with man. it. Oh, yeah. oh like the, like, <laughs> like, like Jay Leno 60s does. Batman yeah. Joker. What was oh. that actor? Um, who played the Joker on the old Batman? I don't think I ever knew his name. No. Well, he, he more Maurice. Adam East Morris. No, they, they, they he didn't Melt-C- want to shave his he didn't want Nor- to shave Maurice his mustache. Povich. So they just painted his mustache over white, and it, in the close up shots, it looks really weird. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fitting for the Joker <laughs> that he looks weird. So I searched accidentally for sixty space s space Joker. So we'll see what that does. Uh, nothing. Sixty s Jokers. Yes. Uh, so this is, uh, this is the, so compelling the internet podcast. is not working. Yeah, this is good. 
Anyway, uh, I do feel like I know the guy's name now that I've said Maurice over and over again, and that it is not Maurice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wasn't Burgess Meredith something in the original Batman? Oh, that sounds familiar. Hmm. I've been watching a lot of the uh, old Twilight Zones. Oh, yeah. Recently. Recently. Well, because I was on some flights that had no... Wi-Fi or which is just like being in the Twilight Zone or (laughs) access to any anything. Caesar Romero on the wing. Oh yeah, Caesar Romero. (laughs) I don't know the guy next to me. Like the guy sitting on the aisle, shut the window. Man, like really, I fucking hate that. Like not enough to get a window seat because I also I like I would say on an airplane I probably get up to use the bathroom like three times an hour. That's a lot. I know. Okay. Uh. It's the air pressure does it to you. <laughs> well, I think it's because I, like I'm often drinking a lot of beer or drinking a lot of water or whatever, just kind of nervous fidgeting. But right. I, so I don't like to not be in the aisle seat because I don't like bothering people right. to do that. And also I'm just like sitting there holding in my farts. <laughs> um, you need a fart catheter. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh man, a fart catheter that leads up to a bladder underneath my chin putty. <laughs> So oh, the further chin into the flight it gets, bigger. the bigger and bigger my chin is, but just a little bit at a time. So people think they're going crazy. God. Anyway, your point is that you've got all the Twilight Zones on your phone, yes. right? Still, after 15 years, well, I don't have 25 them years. all on there. I, I keep updating them as I watch them. I keep like five uh, mm. at a time. You have the most like 2005 ass way of using your phone of anyone that I know. You mean like what I actually like you sync it to your computer. I really don't think that's a thing that people do anymore. Um, but like, I guess people do like, but stuff, but yeah, all the, all the teens these days are into, but stuff, stuff. (laughs) Jim, come on. You didn't. People's people's that was uh, better without being spelled out. Yeah, like it people's, was the same joke. Okay, like, all right. I trusted the intelligence to, of our right, audience. Well, I did. It's going to replace. It's going to replace in people's uh, pod listeners anyway, right? Anytime someone says "but," it gets replaced with "but." Yeah, in a robot voice. Right. Yeah. So this whole conversation but. is going to be nonsensical. <laughs> yeah, especially now that now that you've signed me up to edit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, no, but I, so I, I manage, uh, my podcasts manually. I manage all of my media manually. Yeah, I do too. I I have my music on my phone as opposed to, I I mean, I'll listen to, I will listen to some stuff. I'm getting like a ton of text messages in the middle of this and I'm sorry. Is it making noise? Did anyone else hear? Like out loud? Yes. Uh, I didn't hear anything. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't like, I don't like not knowing how much of my phone's free space is taken up with stuff that's been downloaded from the butt. We should edit that notification sound just to be the word butt. Where everything is. (laughs) Give me a, give me a clean butt, Jim. (laughs) I don't know if I can do that, Zach. (laughs) That's a tall order. Cloud. Okay. Front to back. Front to back. (laughs) Not, not for us. It doesn't matter for us. I was I was hanging out with a uh, with a very old friend of mine who uh, has a couple kids now, and there was some there was a bunch of diaper changing, mm. and I just kept thinking, front to back. Front you to kept back. thinking that, yeah. Well, because what else are you going to think when somebody's changing a diaper in front of you? I try not to think about it at all. Okay. Um, almost all of the time, I'm trying not to think about a baby's vagina or butt. You uh, you want to have kids someday, though? Right? I do. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but I'm still going to try not to think about it. <laughs> 
Okay. You're just going to blindfold yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, it's going to be fine. You know, I'll just, I'll look, I'll look, I'll just hire somebody to do the wiping for me. <laughs> they sure, can wipe it however they want. Mm. No, that's There's not going to be enough work for like the number of people you have employed making Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah, they're they're gonna be like be. Uh, we can take it. I'm not doing to anything wipe today. My baby's ass. Uh, man, that's a favorite '60s love song. We can take it in shifts to wipe my baby's ass. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So how are the Twilight Zones? <laughs> they're just they're just not that good. They have they often have like a pretty interesting, strong central idea or conceit sometimes it feels like it's dated even in the twilight zone episode like mm. oh this is just a you know met the devil at the crossroads story just slightly different um is there an episode that you have really liked well so like the the canonical one that i really liked was i think in the first season it was one of the first handful of episodes was the i forget I mean, i'm spoiling this for you 50 years later if you haven't yeah. seen it uh, but the one where the the woman is getting the operation and you don't see anybody's face for basically the whole episode. Oh, the episode that the Netflix image for Twilight Zone yes, spoils. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because that's like, that is a canonical episode. And, I, and I'm remembering that like a lot of my favorite Twilight Zone memories are from the like eighties reboot of Twilight oh, yeah. Zone. Yeah. Cause those were, I think they were shorter and there might've been even multiple that, stories per episode. There was like one where, with the kid's grandmother that lived in the attic or something. And that, that one scared the living crap out of me. I had nightmares for months. Yeah, boy, that one was rough. And I think that might've been based on a Stephen King story. There mm. were also a couple, like, I also cannot remember which things were outer limits episodes. Oh, there was yeah. also amazing stories. Amazing stories. Yes. Oh yeah. Amazing stories was great. I did watch a ton of the original Twilight Zone when I was a kid in reruns, and I think they just reran the ones that, that were, were good. good. Yeah. So you would see, That's like, clever. the Burgess Meredith one where his wife won't let him read, and finally right. a nuclear bomb kills everyone, and he's yeah. in a library, but then his glasses break. Right. It's like, man. You don't need to watch you, the episode after you just listen to that sentence. You yeah. could yeah. definitely have probably found some glasses somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> or just not without being able to see. To <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Make the little ring with your finger that's small, you know? Yeah. Yeah, find it. Does that work? Yeah. You can, if you compress light enough to like, not compress it, but like, if you make a little pinhole with your finger, Mm. um, it, it, it lets light in, in, it's limiting the directionality the light can come in from. Yeah, that's oh, how those um, x-ray glasses that let you see women's underwear and your bones. <laughs> right. <laughs> also pinhole cameras. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, like, I was at the optometrist, you know, like six months ago, um, and they put something in my eye that just permanently, not permanently, <laughs> um, <laughs> what's needle, the word? That, like, uh, <laughs> like for, like, 20 minutes, like, to maybe an hour, <laughs> dilated my pupil. Is there a word for 20 minutes to a- an hour? Acutely. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, for a span of time, dilated my pupil, so it wasn't reacting to light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was still able to check my uh, check Twitter on my phone by okay. doing a little ring thing with my, uh, with my finger. Could you see your bones? 
No, but I think if for that the way the way I remember you describing that, it sounds like there have to be multiple pinholes for that to work. So like you can oh yeah yeah get the different angles. Yeah, I guess that works. And there have to be weird swirly patterns printed around the pinholes. Right on the outside of the lens. Right. The reason that you can see a lady's underwear, but when you look at yourself, you see bones, is relativity. Oh, so I was <laughs> just going to ask that actually. No. Einstein. If she had them on, she'd be a, able to see her jokester. bones in your underwear. Your hands underwear. Wait, I'd be able to see her bones I, in my I underwear? Hands underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's weird. They anyway. sold that to kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's wrong with America. <laughs> yeah, sea monkeys. Did you ever have sea monkeys? No. I never I, did either. I've this seen, was great podcast. I've seen them fodder. in person. I don't think I ever owned them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're you know little little shrimps, tiny shrimps. Yeah, yeah they these got were, these were the things that you'd like send away for, and they would come mm-hmm. in the mail and yeah, like yeah. basically like living things that you could be freeze dried and then come back to life when you put them in water. I think. Right? Yeah. Well, then yes, that's my understanding. To make you be interested in the more little family of them. To like, it's cuter if you think of them as monkey them as monkeys, and there's little pictures of shrimp. Yeah, because shrimp are gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, similarly, like ant farm. Yeah, exactly. Similarly, uh, ant farms, like they, you buy them in the store empty and then they you mail order some ants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That seems weird. It is weird. What about anti-farms? I, you combine them a with a farm to get like nothing. Yeah, those are, those are dropped on countries that we're invading to mm-hmm. inherit their food supply. Right. Okay. What about alien ant farm? With that cover of yeah. Smooth yeah. Criminal, which was just exactly the same song. Adam and the Farm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys. Yeah, this is, uh, we've, we've really uh, raised the bar. Jokes. Did you know that, did you know that I uh, had to reinstall Windows on my computer at home the day before yesterday? No, did you know that? I did not. Um, Why is that the case? So I had, uh, I bought this computer and I... I knew that this was a mistake when I did it, but I bought it with a striped two-disc RAID array for, like, increased hard drive performance rather than spending what it would have cost to get a good-sized SSD at the time because it was still, like, $900 for a terabyte drive when I bought it, and I just, like, would rather spend $250 on a terabyte and have it be faster by having it striped. But it was all, it got all fucked up when the breaker blew out and my computer like just lost power all of a sudden. And when I turned it back on, it took like 12 hours for it to like rebuild the data somehow, which I don't even understand how it did it or why it needed to, because it was still working during that time. It was just the disc was at 100% usage because the RAID array was being rebuilt and How ever s- rebuild it with no I don't I, I genuinely do not understand what this software was doing okay. that took 12 hours and made the computer unresponsive but ever since then the hard drive basically had like one percent of its normal throughput so anytime anything hit disk the machine would just slow to a crawl it took like 15 minutes to boot like it would boot into windows and then just as things are running and like reading from the hard drive initially it just took forever um so i just put in a i bought a big ssd burned an iso of windows 10 to a dvd rom disc that i also had to buy and you have you and have you an bought a drive 
<laughs> DVD yeah. ROM drive. To- yeah, well, no. No, it's a desktop machine, so it came with an optical drive. But okay. I-, I didn't realize, and I should have, that I guess the way you install OSs now when you're doing this is just off a thumb drive. Because everything yeah. can boot off of USB, and everybody has mm-hmm. a million thumb drives laying around that are too small to use for anything other than Windows 10. Or, I don't know, Ubuntu. <laughs> but it was... It probably took like an hour and then I was back up and running and had access to more or less all of my stuff. Like, how did all of your files survive? Dropbox. Oh, okay. Like, I just don't. I mean, there's some stuff that's still on those old disks that I haven't grabbed and moved over, like just like MP3 library and whatever. But I also have those backed up on external drives. Like, nothing that changes isn't on Dropbox anymore. And so that's all I have to say about that. But yeah, shin bladder. Yeah, God. Hey, guys, I'm Jay Leno. Hi. You want to see my fancy cars? Sorry about the smell. <laughs> it's the fancy cars. You have the perfect defense because we can't punch you in the face. It's true. No, it just makes things worse. I have this punch guard in between me and the microphone. <laughs> you, do you guys remember when, if your computer was running slow, you could open Task Manager and sort the tasks by, like, CPU time? You still can. You can still sort by CPU time, but it doesn't mean anything. Well, what did it mean before? Well, like in the 90s, if a task was taking up a lot of CPU time, uh-huh. you would close it and then your computer would run faster. Okay. Was it possible in the 90s for a task to be taking up so much CPU time that it uh, was not, there was not time for clacks? God damn it. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't be able to open task manager if something was really like... Pegging the CPU, so to speak. Well, so, no, but could you, you still, still play Clacks? That, What's my, right? Yeah, but I, on your Game Boy, like, computer's, like, irrelevant to the... Okay. But wait, you, you can still do that. I don't understand the... You can still do that, but it's useless because everything's multi-core now, so things can only peg one core. Uh, and now the uh, limiter is the usually the disk throughput, Okay, which is, like, I think... The most recent version of Task Manager is just starting to have decent metrics on. Okay. I mean, it definitely knows when it's at 100%. If your computer is garbage, you right. can look at it and see that it's 100%. Right, right. But, like, I, I, I've I, been, you know, reflexively pulling up Task Manager for 10 years, and it's been useless. And finally, now there's, like, oh, you can sort, you know, ta- ta- tasks by disk usage percentage. So that's nice. I feel like there are people working on different computing architectures out there such that memory is not this bottleneck like just like everything is just available all the time you don't have to read or write from from a medium no that would require like installing little enough stuff on your system that it could all fit in ram right well or just having a sort of a revised version of what RAM is, right? Like everything is RAM and there's it's, it exists in vast quantities. Right. And all around us, it's the force. <laughs> right. Or do you guys want to, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about something else. Do you want to do some yeah. listeners mail from listeners, the listeners? Oh yeah. yeah let's do it. I feel like we haven't done that in a while. Shamu says, I've noticed over a long time of listening to video games, Hot Dog, that you guys really seem to favor the Apple platform as a gaming library. Is this out of genuine preference or simple convenience? Would you people, or would you rather people play West of Loathing on PC or iPad? So, to answer the last question first, I would very much rather people play West of Loathing on PC because I think it plays think best better. with WASD yeah, and, I think it's probably gonna be better on PC. and arrow keys. Um, 
so Apple it is a twin stick shooter. Like We've really iOS shifted or... directions. Yeah. So so something that happens a lot of the time is that Riff and Kevin refuse to. I never refuse. You you. So Riff refuses, refuse. and with with Kevin, it, like Riff refuses to boot a computer into Windows so he can play a goddamn real video game. So we have to play something that exists on Mac. I did for which a usually while, means we just have to play like a new PC game. His his computer will no longer boot into Windows. Yeah, my computer can't boot into Windows anymore. And like not fixing that is a thing that I cannot. I tried to. We couldn't get what, yeah. we couldn't get a copy of. Uh, of what I think Windows Seven is the last one that can is the last Windows version that can run on this hardware, and we couldn't like Jim and I talked back and forth for a while, him giving me serial numbers to try and stuff, and I just couldn't get a downloaded copy of Windows Seven. And eventually, I was like, "Fuck this! I don't need this hassle anymore." I could just give you my BizSpark login, probably. Eh, BizSpark. It's, it's not worth it. <laughs> me okay I, I would probably get in trouble for doing that BizSpark is a, a microsoft program that uh, gives small businesses uh, access to their software library so i have i basically the reason i was giving riff serial numbers is that i just have uh a bunch of like serial numbers for every version of windows you can think of if there was not a mac version of world of warcraft you would have fixed this by now is my point if there was not a mac version of world of warcraft i never would have started playing world of warcraft i don't think that's true no that's pretty definitely true i would have found something else to do he doesn't he like leaves there. it up all the time and like runs auctioneer and stuff like he wouldn't be able like he well, wouldn't no, boot into do windows to play. anymore but oh, okay but I mean, I the know. the reason why I'm, I'm I'm into like consoles and PlayStation stuff because to make up the difference for the PC games that I can't play because the ones that don't come out on Mac. Yeah, I do wish that there was a PS4 inside my PC that I could just play using a PS4 controller and my monitor. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. you just plug a PS4 into your monitor? If there is share play. I don't know how. I've never tried to make that work, but apparently, I think you can stream. Well, I meant a shark now. play, and that's only off by one letter. <laughs> and then shark play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my my Xbox 360 is just plugged into like I have a I have a switch two mo- like a well, I don't I I just manually do it, but it's like I plug it into the monitor that's next to my PC. So it's uh it's almost like having a an Xbox 360 in a PC. I guess I could just get another PC case, put a PS4 in it, oh, mm-hmm. run yeah. some, run the cables out through holes. Or you could get a PS4 and just paint the words PC on it. <laughs> just change the S to a C, like when you're fixing your report card <laughs> with a pen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. when you get an S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in PE, <laughs> you did really, really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want th- people to think. Uh, uh, don't want people to think you're super good at PE sports. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's your nerd cred would be ruined. Hey, guys, says John. In episode 260, you mentioned a potentially dead sailor that had appeared at your puzzled pint. Are you sure this wasn't a quest giver for the new season of Money Corpse? I think you might have missed your chance. <laughs> Money Corpse? Is that well, a do, thing? So do, do you remember? So that was Money a thing Corpse we made up. to... Uh, a different, uh, like an older episode where I wandered outside of my building and uh, there was a car blocking our driveway and I was trying to like get our car out and I had to, I, like I knocked on the, the window 
and the, the the person was sitting in the car and was just not responding. And I came around to the driver's side and looked down, and in his lap was well over a thousand dollars in twenty dollar bills, just sort of like spread on his, on his lap. And he was, and I was like banging on the window and the roof of the car, and he was just not responding. Uh, and so I had to, I, I think I had to open the door, and he finally woke up. Uh, but I didn't take a picture of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I, re- I feel really bad. But that, that was Money Corpse. Um, That's super, super weird. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I still wish I knew what the backstory there was. It was baffling. San Francisco. Everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> James says, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective was certainly a video game. It came out in the 90s and the game itself was pretty much one for one with the game Rift described, except the video game had full motion video for interviewing witnesses. Oh, nice. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I guess I remember Justin McElroy talking about that because he's kind of got a FMV. He's like an obsessive FMV game, 90s FMV game collector. Uh, hi, Zach, says Shiny Empty Head. Way behind, but here's how to get to the doctor's office in Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided. Notice a police checkpoint you clearly cannot get through. Try to get through it anyway. This, start the qu- this starts the quest that will let you past it. Very bad design. I agree that that's pretty bad because Deus Ex does not, like, you're not supposed to, like, barge into something and then figure out a back way into it. That's not right. – I mean, granted, I'm bringing that with me, right? but I'll have to reinstall that. On this new hard drive. I guess I will. It'll run faster. It's true. Uh, Do you give a shit about Harambe? Writes nobody. I mean, I can't speak for the rest of these guys, but my dick's out. Not for Harambe, though. Just in general. Yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, it's it's out. You don't care enough about Harambe to put your dick away in respect for the (laughs) dead. (laughs) No, I care about him enough that I'm willing to leave it out and just say that it's out for him. Okay. What makes for a better VR gaming experience? Sony's, PlayStation VR, or Nintendo's Virtual Boy? Have you guys ever played a Virtual Boy? No. Nope. That's the one where you, like, it was like a, had a tripod and you stuck your face up yeah. to it. I believe I did. It's just, just red. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got one at a yard sale for, like, ten, but, like, it and maybe eight games for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was crazy. Uh, and it's, um... The reason that I don't play it is because it I think it didn't come with an AC adapter, and so there's no way to use it without like just chewing through like eight AA batteries at a time. Oh. You can get um I got for like a little battery powered lamp, you can get thing a thing that's like an adapter for a battery compartment that runs a cable into it that you can plug into the wall. Hmm. So that would be a solution if you wanted to do that. If there was one of those that was just a single battery and you just put it in line with other batteries. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that is a bad idea. It sounds like a home <laughs> bomb kit. Rusty Old Tune says, as a captain of the losing side of the console wars of the late 80s, I have to recommend Golvelius. It was Sega's 8-bit Zelda clone that still holds up well. That sounds like an assignment. Yeah, I'm Gol- really curious about that. Yeah, Golvelius? Yeah, Golvelius. Here, I'm going to hand you this so that you can see how it's written, and we should move on from the listener's mail section of the show. There's a... Talking about the Virtual Boy, I've never played the Virtual Boy, but what I'm really interested in is the R-Zone. What's the R zone? Oh, it was another right. red only game console. Um, mm. Gary and was, Cole got a couple of those for Yeah, us yeah, they did a, a abject suffering about it 
um, there's an R-Zone sealed at the maid on display. And I'm just, it's taking all my uh, self-control not to rip it open and no, play the, the copy of, <laughs> yeah. Could you not uh, open it real carefully and then put it's it back? It's in a, it's one of those like horrible clamshell packaging it's things. It's sealed in resin. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a device that's like, it's, it's got a, a, it's on a headband and it, there's a little piece of plastic that drops down to cover one of your eyes. And then you shove this like LCD game, like Tiger Electronics LCD game into the device that <laughs> projects <laughs> a, a red image onto that piece of glass. Uh, okay. So you, in, you are playing this basically like a heads up display. But you have to like constantly close the other eye or you have, you like instantly get a headache. Nice. And other than that, it's just one of those, each cartridge is one of those Tiger Electronics games. That, I mean, that seems like it could be good. You know, some of those games were decent games. We should. I remember finding a website that had a bunch of playable emulated Tiger. Oh, neat. LCD games. Yeah, I think they were recreations. I don't think those things are emulable. Well, no, well, no, I, well, that's not yeah. what I meant. It is an emulation in the sense of like, yeah, no, it is I, emulating. I, I know the one you mean. It's mostly like game and watch stuff, but then it also has the Terminator, mm. a, a tiger game. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember the name of it. But. I do remember it not having good, like you could only play it by clicking on the controls. Like oh. you couldn't actually use. I don't remember that part. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're thinking of different things. Uh, or maybe watch, I was is that like a game that phone. was literally also a watch? I think, I think that was the idea initially, but then they, they weren't. They eventually became little rectangles that yeah. were like the size of yeah, a credit card, little, right? Little yeah, books. yeah, yeah. There, and they there still were called them. Kinds, yeah. They still called them game and watch, even it was though like a pocket watch. Yeah, similar. It probably still kept time. Probably put a chain yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, they put is, a chain on anything. Uh, maybe That's a, a dumb point. question, but. I keep getting ads uh, on my 3DS for Yokai Watch or Yokai Watch 2 or whatever. <laughs> that's also not a game that's played on your watch. <laughs> Riff, do you know about Yokai Watch? Uh, only in the sense that it's a Pokemon similar. I don't. I've I've never played it or anything. That's why I asked you. That's yeah. what I know too. Okay, and I, I know nothing. I I knew even less than that. So, I d clearly these ads are not working on me because I did not care right or read them it's a series of role-playing games and mixed media franchise oh okay. like pokemon mm -hmm. yeah mixed me classic mixed media <sighs> franchise pokemon <Yes>. so <laughs> is like transformers transformers is clearly a mixed media franchise because it's like movies it's toys, and cartoon shows yeah. and toys and video games you know what else is mixed media the work of uh america's treasure yoko ono yeah that's that's great Kevin hates Yoko Ono. I don't <laughs> hate Yoko Ono. He says she broke up the Beatles. Yoko Ono, more like Yolko Ono. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Double, double that, that Sick burn. I feel so bad <laughs> laughing at that, but I just can't stop. Most people say Yolk like Yolk. Yeah. Yeah. Most people can't tell the difference between I had to play up, Yoko play Ono and Yolko Ono. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they look very similar. Well, so, like, when you uh, yoke an egg to a cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, don't put the egg before the cart. Um, don't put the egg before the carts in one basket. One mm -hmm. basket's worth of carts. <clears throat> Have you guys been playing any video games? 
I have. What have you been playing? Uh, well, I got a couple of games uh, for my phone for my uh, my plane trip. Um, one of them is called Warp Shift. It's a puzzler. It's like a very high production puzzler game. Uh, it's a grid of rooms, and you can move between the rooms. Uh, sometimes they have like different exits, and you can also move a row or column of of rooms all together to like with you in them or not uh, to uh, rearrange their ordering. Uh, and as the game progresses, they get to be more and more. Um, different kinds of entries and exits like at first it's just just doorways and you have to figure out how to make get get a path from one place to the other and then uh, another level they have sort of these force fields that you have to have two particular kinds of doors line up to each other and then there's another level where you have to hit a switch before a, a different kind of door opens um is this like turn-based or it is turn-based okay. yeah and uh solving the levels is not really that hard but uh there's the the metric that is important to me is like the number of turns it takes to solve them and that's mm. if you want to do it like optimally uh to get three stars or whatever you have you to love those stars well so what i like is they are they are a way for puzzle designers to say well here's a puzzle and there is an optimal solution right. so this puzzle can be a variety of levels of difficulty yes yeah yeah so it's like it's like you can solve this Rubik's cube by just rotating stuff until it's back in its original state, or you can like get there with intention. Um, yeah, you you can maybe. Well, one can. Uh, and then what I played a game on you? on Steam <laughs> uh, called Slay Away Camp. Oh, that's the only game that I had to talk about. Oh well, you, why don't you go? No, for I'm really it? no. I'll, you I'll you go, and then I won't talk at all because uh, I can just talk about it as you as you say things that so, are wrong. <laughs> it is it is another puzzle game. Uh, it's it's another one that's similar to the to the, like the sliding uh, sliding on ice puzzle block kind of situation. Yeah, your quite. moves are just up, left, down, and right, and you'll just go as far as you can in that direction. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the the theming of it it's it's a very Halloween appropriate game. Uh, the theming of it is sort of the schlocky uh, slasher horror um, camp. You know, it's in both senses. Thing. Yeah, camp. Yeah, exactly. It's totally camp. Uh, so you are the you are the murderer in the game, and you're zipping around killing. Uh, camp goers and camp counselors and police yeah, and cops yeah <laughs> um, you don't have to kill the police to end the do level. you never have to kill any cops uh, no sometimes you have to, i think sometimes, sometimes you have to kill the cops to, yeah. sometimes you just have to kill a cop guys um, <laughs> zach are you more okay with killing campers than cops yeah okay yeah no it makes no sense well, okay i mean it's i think that's just a historical like a life story Situation. sure but yeah like yeah. campers have never been anything but jerks to you and cops have always been that's nice. a really good point the aesthetics of this game are like it basically looks like crossy road it's like yeah, it's, it's like voxel. a it's like a new wave telephone voxel game yeah and it uh the production values are very high and there's a lot of there's a lot of like sort of flash to it yeah there's but I almost did, too much the production values are very dense yeah did you explore the options menu Not at all? Really? There is a slider labeled sliders, and <laughs> the further you move it across, the more additional 
options get added to the wow. options menu. Nice. That is great. Many of many of which are real options that you can only get by sliding the sliders slider all the way to the right. But what some a of them good are idea. jokes. <laughs> so there's great. like volumetric fog, which you can turn off and on, and then there's a slider for volumetric dog, <laughs> which the more you the more you slide it up, the more like just ambient dog barking there is in the background <laughs> track. Uh, and there's one, another one about a frog that had some joke about frog fractions in the in the description of it. So I don't know if it actually does anything or not. If you die, if you if you screw up on a level, uh, because the the conceit is that you're actually like sort of playing out one of these like uh, horror movies, the credits start to roll, and they are, as far as I can tell, completely procedurally generated and sometimes funny, usually not. <laughs> yeah, usually not funny. That, and that's yeah. what that sucks because. Like, you could make a procedurally generated horror movie credits thing that was pretty good. Like, yeah, that's, but that's a, that's a skill that not a lot of people have. That's true. But I mean, so here's what you do. You You get consult out. Yeah. Yeah, Or you, you get the, uh, Shittington UK guy to seed your name. Mm. Like, he just, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. (laughs) Teppanyaki. Something like that. Um, you, yeah, just, just he has a way of t- making things that's, ha- they hit that perfect spot of like sounding kind of like they could be names, but they're yeah. just not. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was in there that there's a bunch of just funny. Yep. It's, it is weird how much, like, it is ostensibly a puzzle game, but it is weird how much other, like, sort of ancillary stuff there is going on. It's, it's like they had somebody who was really good at UI. And finished his or her portion of making the game in the first month and was like, what do I do for the, while you guys are deciding, designing puzzles? Yeah, and just go nuts. Just go nuts. Yeah. Gameplay wise, this ought to be a dollar phone game Kinda, in yeah. the current market, but I'm really glad that it's not because it's like, it, maybe it came out on iOS or something at some point. Or, or yeah, it's I don't going know. To. It was like I, six bucks. Yeah. It was like six sixty five on Steam. I think which it wanted to be six sixty six. It was supposed to be six sixty six. Yeah. But, um, this sounds great. I need to check this it out. It is really good. Yeah. What's it called? It, like, I learned about it this morning. Slay Away Camp. Slay Away Camp, yeah. I learned about it this morning listening to the Giant Bombcast, and I was like, oh, I need to play a video game, so I'll have something to talk about for this podcast, and so I just bought it and played it. I'm glad that people are playing it. It's It was, I think it was at the Indie Mega Booth at some point. It's, you know. It's so straight. Like, it's it's a well-designed game, too. Yeah. Like, the the main thing that's notable about it is, like, the it, the production values, which are not exactly high. There are just a lot. It has a lot of production values. Like, it has a there, lot of it things. Is, it is internally. Like, I think they are internally consistent and yeah. of a piece and, like, really satisfying. And it's, like, hokey violence, like, yeah. bad, like, low-budget horror movies. It, the main menu is a video store, and, like, when you rewind moves, it puts, like, VHS rewinding artifacts on the screen, oh, which is I love that. neat. And all of the menus look like the white-on-blue, like, VCR mm. menu mm. thing. Man, it's... I don't, man, I'm, I'm really glad that I discovered it's this. Well it's constructed. It's a very neat game. Yeah. Uh, and I also been playing it. some... Some mini Metro uh, on iOS, which is yeah. iOS. Amelia tried that because uh, she had seen me. I was playing it on the airplane mm-hmm. uh, and she looked over my shoulder and said, oh, what's that? And I told her and she's like, I'm going to buy that when we get home. And then it came out on the phone. And so I let her know. And she was like talking about not being able to remove a line from a station, not being able to figure out how to move a line away from a station on the phone. The interface is a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, I, Cause I only very recently found out that you could do that on the 
computer version, which made the game way easier. <laughs> like actually getting to reorder. Yeah, reroute a line. Yeah, yeah. I, like I thought the whole game was that you couldn't do that. Yeah. And I wondered how people were getting the scores they were getting. It's a good game. And the procedural soundtrack is so cool. Oh, I didn't know it had one. Yeah, if you listen to it, it like everything that is happening is uh, making sounds, but it it actually kind of comes together as a as like a musical soundtrack. And That's really cool. Really, really, it's like really, really. It's for people who don't know. It's like a very abstract puzzle game. That's basically somebody looked at a subway map and was like, "Hey, how can I make a game that looks like that?" And it's just like there are little abstracted people that are shapes representing where they're trying to get to, and you build subway lines between different stations that appear over time and uh it gets very difficult it's it real very, time very it's not turn-based yeah. so it, it's it's a lot of rapid decision making and you get upgrades that are like now you can build more tunnels or now you can add more carriages to one of these trains or now you can add a high-speed train to this one if if the level is a city that has high-speed high speed subways yeah yeah so that's what i've been up to what about you riff uh, well, I went to uh, Portland Expo Games. Re- wow, I got those words not anything like the right order. Um, Portland was first. That was good. Portland yeah. Retro- Portland Retro, Retro. Games Expo. This P-R-G-E. Past, yeah, P-R-G-E this past weekend. Um, played a little bit of Pokemon Yellow while I was there because the Duckfeed guys for their booth had set up uh, Pokemon Yellow on... Uh, emulation with the idea being that people could stop by the booth and play some Pokemon yellow and anybody that managed to catch a Pokemon that they had not got yet would get a button. And so I managed to at the, at the, as, as the place was closing for good on Sunday, I managed to get in the last few experience to turn a Pidgeotto into a Peugeot and, (laughs) and claim a claim a button for that. Isn't that a brand of car? That's a Peugeot. A Pe- Peugeot. Oh, okay. It's spelled the same, which is... What Pokemon evolves into that car? Yeah. Fiat. <laughs> okay. um, also, I played uh, pretty much the only other thing I played other than uh, World of Warcraft was I played a bunch of uh, uh, the Nintendo 3DS Street Pass stuff, actually, because they've added a bunch of new mini games oh, to that. yeah. And they, the slot car racing. Yeah, the slot car racing is pretty neat. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of digging the uh, the flower growing one actually too, because it seems like it's got some interesting procedural flower generation. But so did um, you buy? Did you buy them? Yeah, I mean they're only okay. a couple bucks each. So, um, but they they did a thing. Uh, they changed very slightly how the street pass stuff works, which is uh, pretty uh, not the improvement. Not as much of an improvement as I'd hoped, but still a pretty good improvement over the old street passing. Because um, the the way it's set up is that you, you know, you if anybody hasn't heard of street passing, you if you are in proximity of someone else while you both have your 3DSs on and asleep, then they uh, pass a little bit of data back and forth. And the way it used to work is you can your your 3ds will store up to 10 street passes from other people and once you've got 10 no more can it, it won't suck up any more data from anybody until you go in and and 
let those 10 people tell you their names and, and then you can play all the various mini games with them. And then while you're playing, 10 more people will collect potentially. Um, and, and once you're done playing with the current group of 10, you pitch them out and, and go look at the next 10 people. And the, and it, it's, it's fine in like normal circumstances, but if you're getting a lot of street passes at once, like at a gaming convention, um, it kind of sucked because you would end up not being able to play any games with with these street passes um, because you can only collect ten at a time, so you have to like stop there in the middle of the convention to log them all, and then you know, base you're not going to want to spend a half an hour in the middle of this convention to sit and play the mini games with these people before you pitch them out. So at most you're going to maybe like collect all your little jigsaw puzzle pieces that they'll give you and, and then let the next 10 people collect. Um, but they changed it. I think, I think it's a paid upgrade. I think it's like two bucks lets you upgrade your, uh, me Plaza. I think they call it, um, to add a second queue so that instead of when the, you have 10 people introduce themselves to you instead of having to play the games with them immediately, you, you can pitch them into the second queue and they'll collect there up to a hundred people. So you still have to like every, every so often open the 3ds to pitch the next 10 people into that second queue, but you, but you don't have to play all the games with them right then. Is what happens point. is that you you gather a hundred people over the course of the day, and then you spend five hours in bed. <laughs> yeah, playing. exactly. Or or yeah, or over the next two weeks, just oh, I'll grab the next ten people and play these mini games because I've got forty five minutes free. Are and these games just any sit there. good, or is it just a collectathon? So the slot car racing is the only one that I've played, and it's it is actually a an interesting little challenging. Yeah. It's a real game. Yeah. All yeah. the games are like, at least a, a little, at least a little bit interesting. Okay. Yeah. The, the yeah. little fishing one is at least as interesting as any MMO fishing game I've seen. It's high praise. Yeah. The flower game, like I, it is interesting, but that game drove me nuts because the, every time you boot it up, the, the Mendel character just has this extended monologue and when he runs out of stuff to say, he just like goes like picks one at random. Like it never stops t- trying to teach you how to play the game, mm. and it's really like that. Is, it really was r- weird how, the wrong how much I had to play that that one before it seemed like it had unlocked everything. It's like they the it's a little bit more complex than they were expecting games like this to be. I guess. Is it? Yeah. Is it a? Breed, like flower breeding, it is. Game. Yeah, so when it you is. say Gregor, it's like Gregor Mendel. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've you've got this uh, mm. you've got this flower yeah. that you're growing, and every every street pass person that comes in waters it, and then once it's fully grown, further street pass people that come in uh, cause it to drop seeds, and each seed is a genetic mix between your flower and whatever flower that person happened to have. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. And the, the ultimate goal is to like, craze? yeah, <laughs> the ultimate goal is to grow like 20 different breeds or something. I'm imagining there's another goal after that, uh, but yeah, that's, certainly. that's, that's yeah. what it presents you with. And it's, it takes a while to get there. Yeah. 
was Monster Rancher the game that had different monsters based on CDs that you would put yep. inside the, the game? Sure that was. kind of breeding, but with a Street Pass game would be kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah. What was, wasn't there something that you could scan barcodes and they were... I've, I, yeah, although I don't remember the name of the it. I, I don't think it was actually thing. a good game. Hmm. Yeah, you could have made a good game with a cute, like, you get a, a QCAT to iPhone adapter. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just take a photo with the... Yeah, well, sure. But I, it, I, it'd be funnier to build a QCAT no, to right. iPhone adapter. It's like, <laughs> that's funny, like an LP-ROM drive, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. the, it's two old technologies being... Yeah, being yeah, it's, someone's got to have, shunted. like, cut a, like, a vinyl record with a Commodore 64 game on it. <laughs> the the vinyl the vinyl Walkman in Quadrilateral Cowboy. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you find like records of some ancient uh, game of Go played by old masters that just happens to be in the configuration of a perfect QR code. <laughs> <laughs> Did Damien ever release that album on vinyl where the hidden track was a Commodore sixty four program audio on vinyl? I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing anything of his on vinyl, but it seems like a thing he would do. Would a would a could you replace the Commodore sixty four tape player with a record player meaningfully? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if you, had a you wouldn't be able to that, save, but well, it, you could okay. totally like load from it. All right, that is kind of amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Next if you step were like an arg. If yeah. you were good enough, you could probably whistle a program at it. Mm. Captain Crunch whistle. You could do it over yeah. the phone without paying for it. That's right. <laughs> a friend of mine whistled a dial tone to fool a, a modem he was trying to repair once. That was we were all impressed by that. That is pretty impressive. That's two voices simultaneously, right? Yeah. Or is yeah. that just the, so. is that just it's the button like, press? Or maybe like a harmony, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely multiple. I think it's two tones. Yeah. Okay. But like so it's not that crazy at least to it's really hard to do, but it is possible to whistle and hum two different mm. frequencies at once. It's possible to rattle and hum at the same time and that makes a fantastic album. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the rattling is happening at a frequency as well. Mm-hmm. I forgot that there was a a Hearthstone update and there's a bunch of new quests and I'm not sure how I feel about them. Have you encountered any of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've encountered mostly them. They're all things that don't require you to win games, yeah. which is the thing that I really like about them. Oh, I guess that's a good point. Um, it's like play 30 Hunter cards as opposed to win three games with Hunter. Right. So if you just keep playing, you'll eventually, even if you're really bad at the game. <laughs> People are sad because they don't want to play, they don't want to do these quests in ranked mode. And my answer to that is just do them in ranked mode. Like get over caring whether you win ranked <laughs> mode games or not and do everything in ranked mode. I, uh, I've been continuing to just put off all of my ranked games until the end of the month when it's only scrubs at, at the top, at the like low ranks or whatever the oh. high ranks. And, then I can just win a bunch of games in a row because huh. I have a better deck. Scrubs, huh? Well, because at this point I've been playing for a couple of months, right? Like yeah. the first month I played, I didn't get past rank twenty or nineteen because mm. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah, and now I have a deck that's actually pretty decent. I don't care about the rank so much past. You know, I want to get to the rank where you get the card back. That's just twenty. Yeah. Okay. But if you 
you also get some dust and some yeah, some free gold cards and stuff. Golden cards and golden cards and golden cards <laughs> and golden cards and golden cards. W- when does the next uh, expansion come out? They're announcing it in a week at BlizzCon, and then at some number of weeks after that. I guess the previous one, uh, Justin Nightball was saying... Uh, uh, the Grand Tournament? Yeah, they announced it, and then it was out like two weeks later. So Okay. Sitting on like 4,000 gold. Wow. I just haven't bought... I don't... There aren't any cards that I want. Like, I basically have everything that I need to play every deck that I want to play, and so I don't want to... I don't want to buy packs in sets that are going to go out of standard. I just keep buying classic packs because I don't have all the legendaries yet. I'm only missing a couple at this point. That's cool. That's a good yeah. place to be. Yeah. I'm trying to play it out, for like, many years more than. And I have probably spent like $250 oh. on Hearthstone overall. They I don't, don't regret they it. Have, they have done their job yeah they monetized the shit out of me yeah (laughs) i probably i think i've spent like 50 or 60 bucks so Uh, um i've enjoyed it have you played any video games have you played any hearthstone mostly the assignment Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i played a little bit of the other pewdiepie game uh legend of bro fist is that so are these just licensed games I, I think, or did PewDiePie have something actually to do with? I, I think he creation? like is at least an investor in okay. the company huh. um, that's making them. Uh, so Brofist is different than Broforce. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. Oh, that's getting confusing. Brofist is like I think it's just like a fist bump is the idea. Um, yeah, like that. Okay. The Kevin silent, just Kevin just put out his fist. fist bump. Yeah. Um, and it is trying to be like a SNES era mascot platformer. I don't understand. Oh, so like a Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Or like more like an Arrow the Acrobat. I don't know. I don't know that reference. <laughs> um, a Bubsy. Okay. Like just here's a cute character running around some levels, and then sometimes the character like is gets in an airplane, and there's a bad shmup. Okay. For a while. Um, it's not bad. Like, it would probably be pretty playable if I, like, had one of those game pads that you plug into your phone. Right. But I don't, and so it's not very playable. Um, I. Could you just whistle a game pad? That would be really. <laughs> I should have tried that. That's such a good idea. That's such, such a better idea than, like. So, this game does a thing which, like, I thought would be a good idea. Uh, which is that instead of having like an on-screen D-pad, which most platformers on phones do, mm-hmm. they actually do this thing where you like, you put your thumb somewhere and then you drag it in a direction to pull a virtual joystick in that direction. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had made a, um, a twin stick shooter that uses that sort of control scheme and it worked really well. And I had played a game called. Oh, I don't remember what it's called anymore, but it was a, a platformer starring like a blue or green blob um, that used a similar thing only on the x-axis. So like you're pulling like a lever left or right and the character accelerates in that direction. And that works really well, um, but it doesn't work really well in this game. And the difference is that in the game that I can't think of the name, um, you accelerate really slowly. And so... Uh, the the amount of throw that the virtual lever has 
matches that really well. You have to pull your thumb over like half an inch in order to, to accelerate in the, that direction. Whereas, uh, the Legend of Brofist game, like everything is very twitchy. It's supposed, it, it feels like it was intended for a D pad and having to pull the joystick over that far, it doesn't really work. Mm. Um, and, and so like it's made me like rethink, like I just instantly, whenever I see a, a game that uses a, like a virtual D pad, on the phone, like a platformer, I just instantly dismiss it, like as cannot possibly be good. But maybe they actually tried some other stuff. Maybe they actually like considered their options. And so this was the best one. Yeah, possibly. Hmm. Yeah. So that game's all right. Anything else? Uh, just the assignment. Let's talk about that then. This All assignment, right. Shenzhen IO. This game hit me really hard. Like I've, I've, we've talked about Zachtronics games, and I remember, like, I talked about playing Space Cam a little bit, and my reaction to that was like, oh yeah, I, I got over programming and assembly when I was, <laughs> when I was, you know, actually a teenager doing it. Um, Killed you a bar when you but, was three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, this thing was just this perfect, the perfect combination of like of theming and gameplay where like uh I re- when I was a kid I read technical manuals for fun. Mm. You know, I re- when I was in my early 20s I remember that feeling of like I've been doing engineering for a while getting my first job and people valuing my skills enough to pay me to do it and that was really powerful. Um I, when I was a teenager, I really wanted to do embedded systems stuff, specifically like for guitar pedals. Hmm. Um, and so all this comes this is to a lot of guitar pedal. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Tweaking. Yeah. Um, and so this game really hit home for me and I got basically no work done last week because I was doing <laughs> this instead. You should design some puzzles for it. Uh, the level editor is not out. Hmm. Okay. So maybe I will when it is out. You could send them levels that you designed by hand. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> oh. You know, I forgot a listener's mail that I was going to read that's uh, actually about this. Okay. Um, let me... All right, Scott McLevy says, You brush up against Shenzhen IO and TIS-100 on the podcast. I found out that they made Infiniminer, which is one of the biggest influencers for Minecraft. This isn't really a question, more of a statement. Does adding disgust make it a question? It's interesting because Zach is, like, so obviously just amazingly zen about that whole thing. Mm. Like, it's really genuine that he does not have any bad feelings about it at all. Yeah. Because Minecraft is a game that he would never, ever make. Like, he specifically hates games where you, like, collect five of something and then that gets you one of a different thing. And Mm. then you collect five of those things and it gets you one of a new thing. Like, and all of the gameplay elements of Minecraft are just that. And he would just not. Infiniminer would never in a million years have turned into that. And that's what made Minecraft what it was. Yeah. And he's just, like, not... That's fair. Yeah, and it, it's I, like I—I I mean, I think it's probably really easy to look at that situation from the outside and see the guy that doesn't—you know—see the guy that had the idea first and doesn't have billions of dollars and be like, "Oh, that guy must be pissed." But he's like, really, really not. Um, I'm kind of glad that 
his life was not consumed in making Infinite Miner and supporting it for 10 years because he's made some amazing games in the interim. Because I feel like just the way that uh, this hit you, Jim, like in Infinifactory is totally yeah. my jam. Yeah. And I have been sort of playing it slowly so that I don't use it all up. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm still only like partway through the second campaign. Oh, man. I should have thought of that. It, it, it's still in early access. I think they're going to add a lot more stuff to it, although I don't know how many more missions or whatever. Yeah. The, so when quest. you finish the first campaign, some story stuff happens, which is actually pretty neat. Um, and the it looks like the, the, the second campaign is just going to be a bunch of player-created content. Oh. Okay. Hopefully curated. Yeah, that's yeah. that they tend to do that. Yeah. So that's make pro- a dick. <laughs> make two dicks. Make a dick that launches into space. Did you guys get the uh the assignment that was just make a game? Yeah. And like the well, the way you complete that objective is you like there's a button that says push here when you've made a game. Yeah. <laughs> and um as you're holding the button down it's like oh, you promise you made a game, we can't check. Uh and so, like, that would, the make a dick objective would have to be just that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you saying that there's no way to verify whether something is or is not a dick? I mean, Nintendo Nintendo has been working on that technology for quite a while. <laughs> Nintendo. God, I saw this horrifying thing. I think that it might have been a Metafilter link that led me to it, but it was... Uh, neural network for recognizing pictures of dicks and vaginas and tits uh-huh. uh, that was used for like automatic sort of censoring of, of, of nude pictures on some social network context. Uh, but it did it generatively. Oh, so, like deep dream. Yeah. And yeah. so it just created all of these horrifying oh pictures Geiger of, monsters. of nothing oh. yeah. that were like really, really evocative of like dicks and hairy tits. Oh, and yeah. so like, no, I saw that gallery. Like, vaginas where all the labia are dicks and tits. And, like, what do you mean it did it generatively? It, it, like, like deep dream. Do you know? Do you remember yeah. that? Right. So, so it's like there's there, it develops a neural network to take an input picture and say, this is probably a dick. Right. So then what it, to do it generatively is to make a random picture evaluate it for which which one of these looks more like a dick than the other and then evolve it's like parietal loop it's exactly like parietal loop right it's randomly making images until the algorithm becomes pretty sure that this is a picture of some tits or a dick but those are two separate <laughs> systems right like one is the evaluator and one is the generator yeah but the generator does like an evolutionary mechanism to to like try and get closer Presumably also has something that like avoids local maxima. I don't, I'm not 100% sure exactly how it works, but it's basically like just generating stuff according to whatever magical criteria that no one really knows that the neural network came up with for determining which things are dicks. <laughs> Do you remember what this thing is called? Because like Halloween is coming up. No. Riff, I will no. try to find the... It's they're not that disturbing, but they're they're disturbing. <laughs> the and like the thumbnails, it's like whoa, that's a picture of a dick or something. Like and you I, look I at will it, say like, that like no. the I thought the deep dream images were more gross. Just eyeballs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot Dog of stuff, like fish eyeballs. Yeah, there is a particular kind of old 
I've seen like paintings that are three or 400 years old that are like this. And then photos from like the sixties where it'll be like, this is a dude's face, except it's just vegetables. Like it's a bunch of vegetables arranged to look like a dude's face. Yeah. And I like, I become like nauseated, physically repelled by the sight of that. For some reason, I like, it is just deeply unsettling to me. And the deep dream stuff is oftentimes a lot like that. Yeah. It's like kind of that trypophobia stuff. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I really hate it when there's just like Shiba Inu faces covering every <laughs> texture of this scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I only got a few levels into this. I liked it, but I, yeah. it was just really hard and I, I felt I like just, I should have been working. I, so, I yeah, ran out of I, time I to play it because of, because of the con and like Jenny was staying here, uh, for and World con of Warcraft. weekend and, and, and yeah. a little of World of Warcraft. And also be- I was going to play a bunch of it today, but I ended up, uh, I ended up spending most of the afternoon downtown going to the election bureau because my ballot didn't show up and I wanted to get voting out of the way today. But your vote doesn't really matter. Yeah, it was a nice You're, thing I, to do for Hillary Clinton on her birthday. Did oh. you uh, <laughs> did you take a picture of your ballot and then have people yell at you on Twitter about how you're not allowed to take a picture of your ballot? <laughs> I took a picture like, of my ballot. I have I no idea that, if it's but, allowed or not. Yeah, I did that, but nobody uh, nobody commented. I guess because already a couple of because because uh, Steve Gaynor and uh, 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 Nevin Nevin yeah had had already done the same thing. So everyone in this in this sphere has been informed that, that it's safe. Oregon in just Oregon. doesn't give a shit. Yeah, Justin Timberlake almost uh, almost got in trouble with the law because <laughs> where, wherever he voted, it is illegal. To... You know what's better than casting a million votes for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> casting a billion votes for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, uh, no, uh, I was I was going to say ten times is against the law. <laughs> ten times. Um, I got as far as the the last one I finished was the uh, the the drinking game counter one. Okay, and my solution to that was so wretched. It used so much power that it was like a good half inch to the right of anybody else on the power histogram like nobody in the histogram did as bad as i did (laughs) but it works (laughs) yeah i very quickly got to the point where i was always just the lowest score like the worst score in my friends list and (laughs) it's one of those games that makes me feel like i need dumber friends (laughs) uh they they, um Re- just reset. All yeah, the like yesterday, they uh, they patched the game, reset the leaderboards, and so now nobody's on the leaderboards. A lot of oh. your old solutions just might not work. That explains that explains how logic why gates work entirely and stuff. It might yeah, be that yeah. you just need to to go in and and you need to it, go. It re- is you need to go re-verify. Yeah, and so like uh, the the new um, tests are a little bit more rigorous, and so two of my designs, including like my design for the final puzzle. A failed on a later test. Hmm. So I wasn't able to re-verify those. But yeah, like, a, it's it's probably for the best. Like, I, I think the new uh, metric is, is, is a cool one. Did you bother optimizing any of your solutions? For yeah, I definitely went back yeah. and tried to, especially when I was, like, off to the right on the histogram. I did uh, for I the first for couple, a, but it's gotten to the point where... I, I'm I'm now at the I, I I intend to keep playing it, but I'm at the point where I'm not going to bother trying to super optimize anything until I've gotten near to the end and know better what I'm doing. 
Yeah, and like also like halfway through the game, you get an email telling you about some undocumented instructions. Oh, right, right, yeah. Which just vastly change how you can do stuff. It's not that vast, but it, it they are useful. It, in one command, you can do four commands worth of stuff. Yeah, but it's a pretty specific like situation. situation. Sure, sure. But it is useful, uh, and and there's a lot of like insights. Like you can read from like wh- when you have the the RAM module, you can read from the address uh, bus. So you can actually use that as an extra register if you need to, for example. Hmm. Um, you can do like people, people on the, like the message boards are talking about like instead of modifying code. Oh, I haven't, Ooh. I don't think that's possible. Uh, if but you can read and write to the address bus, you should be. Able oh, to. the address of the, um, this, this isn't something that executes of the, uh, the RAM module. So you're. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they're talking about like doing in in the the uh, the machines that are supposed to store like an ID number or a or a um a sequence of d- digits. They're like doing hash functions instead. Oh wow! <laughs> Which is neat because you can uh, with the uh, RAM with the RAM thing, if you you can do modulo fourteen arithmetic basically because it it has that many cells. Hmm. It's it's weird. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of like unexpected things like that that turn out to be really useful. I know that uh, so there was a discussion about the recent changes on a Reddit thread, which I did not really read thoroughly, but it sounds like they really want to make sure that the game centers around programming these little microcontrollers and mm-hmm. not bypassing stuff with a bunch of logic gates, which is mm-hmm. something that I was always trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that, that that certainly is the part that interests me is the the programming part of it. Yeah. I loved I loved how you if you you really need to think about things in different ways to optimize stuff. Yeah. I was having a really hard time compressing my instruction set and and you were like, "Oh, here's here's how you can do it in enough in like a small enough instruction set to fit on one microcontroller and I was like oh wow I just had yeah just yeah like in, inverted this if, if I could have just inverted it in my head the way that this worked it would have made so much yeah, more sense you, for example like the, 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 that particular insight was realizing that you can store state in just where the what what part of the program is running yeah so if you have like one uh one loop for like when this I is like an on, an on off switch off. or something. And so like the, the one, there can be one loop for what's happening when it's on, one loop what's happening for when it's off. Yeah. And you effectively have another bit of memory. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is sometimes all you need. Right. And a lot of the time when you're trying to figure, and like this stuff becomes important even just solving the puzzle in later, in later, um, puzzles because your space is constrained. And so mm. you need to, like, I, I came up with a bunch of solutions for, that just wouldn't fit on the board. Oh, huh. Mm. Um, and so you have to optimize. You have to figure out, like, well, what what task am I doing that won't fit in this one microcontroller? How how can I shunt this off to another one? Because there might be some extra code line, like extra space space for extra code at the end of another microcontroller's. Yeah, program. yeah, yeah. Oh, or wow. like if if I'm doing processing on a, a bit of information in this microcontroller. And I run out of space in it. I can move that processing to whatever's reading from it. Sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, and and the, it, this sort of thing, it 
it makes you think about, or it made me think about like, well, if you're doing all this sort of like, uh, rearranging of what components do, do what tasks, um, there's a, there's an analyst, like you're not building a whole device as the engineer here, you're building a portion of a device. There's an analyst assigning this task to you and they're assigning like similar tasks to everybody else. Right. And then they have to put every, all those components together and yeah, see if like it actually works. Boxes. And one thing that they, this game never asks you to do, which in real life happens all the time, they never say, Oh, sorry, this is, we, we got the specs wrong. You have mm. to do this instead now. <laughs> there is a, uh, I mean, I'm sure this probably is not what it is, but the, uh, the collector's edition with the physical binder came with an envelope that says on it, do not open this until the game tells you to. <laughs> right. I, I have no idea I, what's in it yet, but it, it told me to open the envelope and I didn't have the envelope. Uh, oh no. So I'm curious. I haven't got there yet. That's exciting. Well, gosh, guys, this is a great game. Yeah, uh, everyone should play it, and it it feels like work. Yeah, in a way that is great. like, but just the good parts of work. Yeah, like yeah. not the parts like, oh, your boss is changing the changing the goalposts on you. You know, not like figure like it. So much of programming work nowadays is like reading bad API documentation, and which is distinct somehow from the bad like microcontroller documentation in the the binder mm -hmm. i would argue that the one important good thing about work that this does not simulate is the part where you get paid <laughs> that's true yeah that's a that's a that's a downside and drinking with your coworkers after uh, after a long shift uh there was the the, the emails were evocative enough of that that they really worked on me like yeah. i the, yeah, the one I appreciated yes marketing guy and <laughs> yeah <laughs> i appreciated that there was a like all good OSs, there was a built-in game. Solitaire, yeah. Solitaire game. <laughs> that was... It's um, an interesting little solitaire game. That was created by one of the... The, uh, the owner's daughter. Yeah. 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 That was pretty That great. was one of the last objectives I did when I was figuring out how do you unlock the final puzzle. Like, maybe you have to actually play that game. It's actually pretty good. I, I like it, yeah, I like it, it as, a, as a solitaire variant. It's, it's like a free cell with one less suit, kind of. Right. And with a bunch well, of things that aren't in the... It's not just one less suit. It's three, oh, yeah, it's three, it's three, three different instead things. Of, it is one more suit, basically. One more suit effectively, kind of, yeah. Because it, yeah, it was alternating black and red yeah. and normal. Which has a dramatic impact on your ability to move stuff around. But there's also those things that can only go into the free spaces. Right. And, yes. and only all at once. And then they consume free space when they're done. So yeah, it's yeah. Like a weird... It's, it's, it's a very cool design. Thing, I, I feel yeah. like I can beat it more often than not but yeah. i don't know if that's true one of the like there are like four achievements in this game and three of them relate to the solitaire right <laughs> did you beat the secret puzzle i didn't find the secret puzzle i wonder if it's in the envelope there was a um yeah that's a good question there was a a an email response that made a joke about the algorithm that i used in the solution Huh. And I don't know, like, I I could almost certainly, like, I could have done this a different way. And I wonder if the game detects that I actually huh. used a, a sliding window algorithm to open and close this sliding window. Huh. Curious. And that, that makes me wonder, like, 
how many of those emails did I miss? If so. Oh, I see what you're saying. Huh? Yeah. Well, what are we, what are, what are guys, what are we doing for the next assignment? I believe you wanted us to play a game. I do. And that game is, uh, the leaked Warcraft adventures, Lord of the clans, uh, adventure game that blizzard made most of and then canceled uh oh, that was 90, leaked 93 recently. or something. so yeah we're gonna we're gonna play that you can only get it illegally it was, I guess. It was late 90s because i remember this because i remember they, 99 they canceled uh, it because they uh, what i heard was that they that curse of monkey island came out and they saw that it was better than their game and still didn't sell shit oh huh. so wow Super curious what this is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're thrall. You're a cool dude. Okay. So Um, it's just like World of Warcraft then. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Do you guys... uh, Everyone is thrall. Do you guys know who this episode of Video Games Hot Dog is brought to us by? Oh, was it Brad Mendelson? Yeah. It was Mendel Bradson. Patreon backer, Mendel Bradson. Exchequer of Rhodes. (laughs) Kickstarter. (laughs) Just say Backer McGee. <laughs> Paul Chick Tractor. <laughs> Chick Tractor. That's pretty good. Oh, man. You guys hear he's dead? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's news. That's the news segment for this episode. Yep. Jack Chick. Dead at 11. And nothing of value he was, was only 11 years old. It was weird. I, it's it, He was born on February 29th. He was like Benjamin Button, but he aged on a sine wave. <laughs> and even then he only would have been 44. 43 because yeah 2000 you'd skip right because of that weird rule where 2000 wasn't a leap year because every four years is is a leap leap year year. unless it's also divisible by 400 in which case it's not no unless unless it's divisible by 100 in which case it is unless it's unless it's also divisible by 400 in which case it isn't (laughs) or something well but everything that's divisible by 100 is also divisible by four 400 yeah, but there's not a special rule about things that are divisible by 100. I, I feel like it's, it's if it's divisible by four, it's a leap year, unless it's divisible by 400, in which case it's not. There's some, I think there's something uh, about the centuries and then the, and then the 400. Yeah, I think it's... Oh, no, maybe the hundreds aren't four, unless yeah. it's by 400, and right. then it is. So 2000 was a leap year, but it was unusual among... Because 1900 yeah. wasn't. Okay, right. yeah. Another good thing about Shenzhen IO is that it never asks you to implement leap year human Dates. human time date <laughs> manipulation yeah were you in uh, were you in the trenches when y2k stuff I was, was happening? not mm, i was what was that like i was lame okay. but it was fine yeah like it was this i was responsible for this like business basic database system and all of the choices that were made to store it as as a two-digit date were pretty easy to backfit how did you come out of this and not want to put the year on things? You you regularly just put day and month on things that display dates, and it drives me crazy. Display. I mean, they're stored as Unix timestamps, which are display agnostic. Right. I well, like. I mean, we're for coming up on the end of that pretty soon. To be narrow. What really? What isn't it? Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty five. I think. Oh, like it hits the integer limit yeah. at, at thirty two bits. Huh. Yep. I guess everything's 64-bit now anyways. Well, not necessarily database fields. Oh, good point. It's going to be a good time. We all fucked. (laughs) Well. Not for 20 years. I guess it's not that soon. 16 years. 
Mm. That's you know, that's sooner than you think. Be over before you know it. If you had a kid right now, you would you're going to be in the middle of teaching your kid to drive when the entire world catches on fire because it's been too many milliseconds since yeah. January well, first, nineteen seventy. You're not going to be teaching your kid to drive. Because of self-driving cars, which are all going to crash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, because Boy. they don't know what day it is. They don't, yeah, they don't know they what They think it's 1970 and they don't is. know yeah. how to drive. Oh, no, it's 1970. <laughs> the speed limit's like 40 and there aren't seatbelts. <laughs> cars um, can't drive. And, yeah, what's... Um, I'm, I'm too young. To uh, I only run on leaded gas now. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 262 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And until we do, listeners, I hope you join us. And if you don't, goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Have a great week, everybody.